0: Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, defending Labour's long-held seat in Rochdale should have been a walk in the park. But with a fortnight still to go before the by-election there, Labour has been forced to drop its candidate and it can't field Another. More worryingly for Keir Starmer, after spending years attempting to tackle Labour's anti-Semitism problem, he's now facing claims that he's failed to get to grips with it. How did Labour end up here? That's after a short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. At the end of February, Rochdale will vote for a new Member of Parliament after the death of Labour MP Tony Lloyd. As its new candidate, the party selected Azar Ali, a long-standing Labour councillor who received an OBE in 2020. But over the weekend, the Mail on Sunday reported that he'd made some troubling comments.
1: They deliberately took the security off. Yeah. They allowed the massacre. And there you? was a massacre of yes. 1,200 yeah. innocent people, right? They allowed that massacre, and that that gives them the uh, green light to do whatever they bloody want.
0: That was Azar Ali in a private meeting last year saying he thought Israel had, quote, deliberately enabled the 7th of October attacks by Hamas as a pretext to invade Gaza. The response to the story was immediate. Tory MPs piled in to claim Labour still had a problem with anti-Semitism and several figures from the Jewish community and beyond expressed dismay and condemnation. But despite calls to drop Azor Ali, Labour tried to defend their man, if not his comments. With the by-election looming, Labour knew that if it ditched him, it wouldn't be able to field another candidate. Azhar Ali issued a statement apologising for what he said, shadow cabinet ministers defended him and former MP Louise Ellman, who had quit Labour over anti-Semitism, backed him. But many were privately urging Labour's leadership to cut ties. Labour bosses were concerned that withdrawing their support for Azhar Ali would boost the chances of George Galloway winning the seat. A former Labour MP turned leader of the Workers' Party of Britain, George Galloway is running on an explicitly pro-Palestine ticket. He reportedly refers to himself as Gaza George, and it goes without saying that he's a long-standing critic of Israel.
1: I think one of the mistakes that Labour may have made in Rochdale is rushing the whole thing, uh, through, perhaps through fear that Galloway might gain momentum.
0: That's the journalist Michael Crick, talking to Tortoise's political editor Cat Neelan at an event earlier this week.
1: I mean, the logical thing for Labour would have been to have held the by-election in Rochdale on local election day at the start of May.
0: He suggested that rushing the process gave the Labour Party less time to vet its candidate.
1: But if they'd been a bit slower about choosing a candidate, then it's possible that the stuff might have emerged uh, uh, about uh, Mr Ali. Uh, Certainly, people were were sort of feeding me stuff that I just didn't have a chance to to follow up. But it's possible that the haste that this was all done uh, led to the problems, and Labour didn't have to do it that quickly.
0: That is not the view of Luke Akehurst, a senior member of Labour's National Executive Committee, which governs the party. He's been involved in a lot of candidate selection processes and was also at the event. We kind of are given to understand that Labour's selection process has been throughout quite rigorous and quite tightly controlled. So what do you think happened in this case?
1: Well, it's even more rigorous, or should be, in a a by-election. Like, the interview that you get uh, if you want to be a by-election candidate is a lot longer and tougher than an interview to stand in a general election. But we can't really legislate for people not telling us the truth when we ask the killer question at the end, which is supposed to expose all uh, things that we're worried about that haven't come up in what we call due diligence. So we ask a question which is, is there anything in your background, past or present, which could uh, politically embarrass the Labour Party if it got into the public domain? And Azar Ali clearly didn't give an answer that covered his remarks at whichever private meeting in in Lancashire where he said the things that his uh, recording has now emerged of him saying. I don't think there's actually any way in which the, the due diligence process can find things that people have said in private meetings.
0: So how much damage has this done to the Labour Party? We'll have more after the break. It's that time of the year...
1: To get started visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
0: Backing Azar Ali in the face of widespread criticism was becoming unsustainable. And then, another recording emerged. This time it was of him complaining about Jewish people in the media, fueling criticism of a pro-Palestinian Labour MP. And so, nearly 48 hours into the row, Labour finally pulled the plug.
1: So I took decisive action. It is a huge thing to withdraw support for a Labour candidate during the course of a by-election. It's a tough decision, a necessary decision. But when I say the Labour Party has changed under my leadership, I mean it.
0: Not long after Keir Starmer had insisted that the Labour Party had changed under his leadership, it was revealed that another parliamentary candidate had made comments about Israel at the same meeting as Azor Ali.
1: in Israel again, you know.
0: In the recording, obtained by the right-wing political blog Guido Fawkes, Graham Jones goes on to claim that British people who volunteer to fight for the Israeli defence forces should be locked up, and he falsely claims that it's illegal for them to do so. By now, Labour had learnt its lesson and moved quickly to suspend him, but the damage had already been done. The stories about Azhar Ali and then Graham Jones have exposed Labour's continued weak spot on anti-Semitism, providing the Conservatives with an easy attack that could dominate the general election campaign. They also allowed intense factionalism within the Labour Party to resurface, reminding the country that it's not just the Tories who are deeply divided. And both cases raise questions. Not just about the process by which candidates are selected, but about how the people who want to lead the next government respond to a crisis. Judging by this week, they still have much to learn. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by Tortoise's political editor Kat Neelan and mixed by Matt Russell. I'm Afua Hirsch. I'm Peter Frankopan. And in our podcast, Legacy, we explore the lives of some of the biggest characters in history.
1: This season, we're exploring the life of Cleopatra.
0: An iconic life full of romances, sieges and tragedy. But who was the real Cleopatra? It feels like her story's been told by others with their own agenda for centuries.
1: But her legacy is enduring, and so we're going to dive into how her story has evolved all the way up to today.
0: I am so excited to talk about Cleopatra, Peter. Love she Cleopatra. She is an icon.